Hello, church and ministry leaders. You've tuned in to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where our purpose is to help church leaders make and grow followers of Jesus. We are your hosts, Carrie and Becky Holton. Church health. That's the topic that we are discussing in this podcast in February and in March. We are asking, how healthy is your church? That's right. But how do you measure church health? Good question. That's the thing. And let's stay up front, say up front that it's not always easy to measure the health and growth of a congregation. Much, most church leaders, I think, tend to look at a few common metrics to give them an indication of the health of their church. You know, met, metrics such as the number of baptisms in the course of a year or the weekly uh, Sunday worship attendance would be another one, or maybe even the weekly contribution. And while those metrics can give some insight into the health and growth of a church, there are so many other metrics that could and probably should be tracked. No doubt about that. Well, we have put together a church health assessment that tries to give church leaders an idea of their church's health. We talked about it in our last episode. This assessment is comprised of 50 statements, and when you take the assessment, you give each of those 50 statements a numerical value of 1 to 10, and 1 means you strongly disagree with the statement, and 10 means you strongly agree with the statement. And so we would certainly encourage all church leaders to take this church health assessment tool and and to get some idea of how their church is doing. Today we want to discuss several of those statements. In our last podcast, we talked about those statements that had to do with the church's mission and vision. And to sum up, we floated the notion that healthy churches are clear about their mission. Mm-hmm. They know why they exist, and they verbalize that mission frequently. They keep that mission before the church on a regular basis. Right, and healthy churches have a vision for the future. They know where they're going. They're clear about what they believe God wants them to accomplish. And in this episode, we want to discuss some of the statements in our health assessment that have to do with outreach. Are you ready to roll? Let's go. Okay. Here it is. Statement number two is, our church prioritizes reaching new people. Is reaching a new people a priority in your church? How they answer that question may give church leaders a, you know, a really good indication of the health of their church, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, if Jesus came to seek and save the lost, and he did, according to Luke 19, if he charged his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, and he did, according to Matthew 28, then we need to be about reaching people. That's right. New people. People we have yet to meet, probably. People of all nations, Jesus said. People of all ethnic groups. Absolutely. Here's another statement regarding outreach from the assessment that we might use to measure church health, and it's number five on the assessment. Our church has an outward focus, removing whatever barriers necessary to reach people outside the church in faith. Hun, what would you say about that statement? I think that's a good one. Well, First of all, I think it calls upon us, church leaders, all of us, it calls upon us to ask if our church has a predominantly outward or a predominantly inward focus. Surely, healthy churches care about those in their church. I mean, they want to see those in their church grow to spiritual maturity. It's absolutely biblical for them to be concerned about the spiritual growth 
of everyone in the body of Christ. But of course, as we all know, it's just too easy to become only inward focused. Healthy churches balance their focus between those who are not yet saved, those outside the church walls, and those who are already saved, those who are inside those walls. Mm -hmm. And there is something else in that statement that I think is worthy to talk about. Healthy churches try to remove whatever barriers necessary to reach outsiders. You know, these churches actually give thought to the ones they're trying to reach and what might be some of the barriers that keep those folks from being receptive to the message of the gospel and of the church. What do you think some of those barriers might be? What comes to your mind? Okay, well, first of all, what comes to my mind is religious language. You know, the jargon that most of us grew up in the church are accustomed to. You know, we've been in the church a long time. We, mm-hmm. we understand church talk. We understand uh, the words in Scripture. Uh, we've studied them. We, we've learned them. We, we understand that talk. But outsiders... They, they may not be able to understand the, the kind of talk that we use in the church. I agree. In fact, I don't think they will. Well, I'll even go further. I think there's some words that we use as Christians that we don't really understand. Take propitiation. <laughs> propitiation. <laughs> that one, too. I couldn't under, I can't even say that with still. Well, you know, words like righteousness. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. there are several words. Sanctification. There are several Redemption. words. Yeah. yeah. Several words that we use in, mm-hmm. in church talk. That yes. probably outsiders don't have a clue what they mean. Right. So that might be a barrier is the language we so. use. Yeah. Well, and just hearing those words could be some red flags for them, yeah. like making them feel like outsiders. Mm-hmm. But I think another barrier might be the idea that churches tend to be only interested in money. I think that some people really feel that you way. I think that's a common yes. thing that people outside the church feel about the not, church. Yeah. Not everybody, but I do think we've heard it. You know, all that church wants is my money. That's a barrier we have to overcome. We're going to reach the lost. How about this possible barrier? Do people outside of the walls of the church think that we're just social clubs that care very little about the communities in which we are located? Mm -hmm. I think that might be a common notion among those who are outside of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a barrier to our reaching them. It is. And I think on the other end of that, not that may be seen as a barrier that they don't have anything to do with the community or help, but even worse is that they don't even know that church is there, That's true. even exists. They have so little contact with their community. Um, I think another barrier is the unfriendliness of church members that can be, oh man, that can be just a brick wall to those who visit a church looking for a place to belong, a place where they can find solution to their problems or to have help with some of their needs. And when they're met with coldness and unfriendliness and just being ignored, that is, well, who wouldn't that be a barrier to? Yeah, I think you're right. We just need to give some thought to what these possible barriers might be so we can Mm -hmm. remove them so people can hear about the story of Jesus. I think you're right about that. I think sometimes we all need to visit some churches and just remind ourselves when we don't know a person, we don't know a building, and we don't know anything, even though we may love Jesus, which is different, we need to walk indoors and just be the outlier and experience Put yourself in the shoes of a guest. Or well, someone who's on the outside. Yes. How do they feel? Yes. What are they thinking? And we've all been in those situations where it took a lot of courage to go in a place, and then you walk in, and someone treated you rudely or ignored you, or you had no idea what you were supposed to do. I mean, we need to be reminded that those barriers actually keep 
people from Jesus and that if I don't even act like I care if someone's there, that's not rudeness. It is being a stumbling block to someone finding Jesus. It's serious. I'm getting wound up. Well said. <laughs> well said. It's true. Why don't we consider another statement from the assessment tool? Here's number 17. Okay. It is, our church is concerned about keeping our church family happy and content. That is, we are primarily insider focused. Hmm. Hmm. There it is again. Does your church have an insider or outsider focus? And if a church is primarily concerned with keeping those on the inside happy and content, well, major problem, wouldn't you say? I would. Mm -hmm. I read long ago, and of course I haven't, I don't remember where I read it, but I thought the statement was very insightful. And that statement was, churches are either reaching people or pleasing people. Okay, now run over that again. I think that's a key statement. Churches are either reaching people or pleasing people. Okay, all right. Well, it's a fascinating statement to think about, and I, I know it's probably a little oversimplistic, but let me play Tavel's advocate a little bit right. here. Certainly churches, I think, they, you know, they, they should be concerned with reaching people, but don't you think they should also be concerned with pleasing the ones that they have reached, you know, in order to keep them? Maybe maybe we need to figure out what we mean by pleasing people. Okay. I think that's a legitimate objection to that statement. I mean, churches do need to be concerned about conserving those who have been reached. Oh, that's a better word. Yeah. Uh, they, they need to be concerned about keeping the saved saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's biblical. Right. Uh, they need to be concerned about the spiritual growth of church members. Uh, I would hope that pleases people. But I think the author of that statement that you uh, just mentioned was probably referring to churches who who place more importance on protecting the personal preferences of those who are already in the church. Mm-hmm. In other words, doing whatever needs to be done to keep them happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example. I think so. I might say, I like or I prefer the older hymns. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to bring in any new hymns. I like the older hymns. But but I don't want my church to only sing the older hymns to keep me happy. I mean, to do that for fear that I will leave if I don't get my way or if I don't have my preferences met, I think that's probably what the author meant by that phrase. I mean, mm-hmm. we're either reaching people or we're pleasing people. That is, we're doing everything we can to keep them happy so they don't leave, right? Right, and don't and quit giving money. It yeah, well, can go okay. with that too. Okay, that can go with it. I, I couldn't agree more. I think you worded that really well. And you know there's another statement in the assessment that aligns with this one, and it's number 26. Shall we stand as we sing? Our church is concerned with keeping people from leaving. It's very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, The wording of that statement is important. Our church is concerned with keeping people from leaving. We should be concerned about people leaving the Lord, leaving faith, leaving the way of Christ, But should church leaders be concerned about keeping people from leaving the church for any and every reason? Mm, For any and every reason. Um, No, I don't think so. I think the idea in these questions is that healthy churches don't cater to what may only be the personal preferences of those in the pews, especially when that keeps them from reaching out to people who don't yet know Jesus. That's right. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, let's say the church tries to do something to reach outsiders or even makes changes in the church for the purpose of reaching outsiders, changes, by the way, that are not prohibited by Scripture, but changes which some insiders might not like or prefer. 
For that church then to curry the favor of church members over the prospect of reaching the lost, that's a description of an unhealthy church. Yes, it is. We are really going back to the mission, aren't we, when we talk Mm -hmm. about this? Is the mission of the church to make disciples who make disciples, or is it not? Is the mission of the church to proclaim the gospel and seek and save the lost, or is it not? Is the church to be merely a social club, a place where people can be with their friends, or an educational institution, let's say, a place where people can learn more and keep all that knowledge for themselves, a group that primarily exists for the good of those who are already part of the group, or is our purpose to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person? I'm probably being a bit too black and white here. The purpose of the church might include a bit of all of the above. However, what should be the church's priority? That's the question. Are our churches about making disciples who make disciples? Healthy churches are. That's their focus. That's their priority. And it's clear. Amen, sister. Amen. You know, there are other statements in our assessment that might give church leaders some inclination of the health of their churches. Take, for example, number 40. I'm encouraged by the number of people who have decided to follow Jesus and who have been baptized in the last year. Or, here's statement number 22. Our church is experiencing little to no conversion growth. I mean, how you answer those questions might give you some idea about the health or unhealth of your church. Mm -hmm. Yes, listeners, think about those statements and see if you feel good about the health and growth of your church when you hear those statements. Well, we don't want to beat a dead horse, or maybe we should, so we might ought to wrap this thing up. What do you say? <laughs> well, we don't want to beat a dead church either. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> but we all, we all ought to take a good long look in the mirror and ask ourselves, are we about what Jesus was about? Yeah. Are we? Are not, we helping people? Not just our churches, but even us. Individuals. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. We need to ask, are we interested in people? Uh, Are we interested in those who don't yet know the Lord or who have never really ever heard the story of God's love expressed in the sending of his own son? I mean, are we reaching people who are outside our church walls? I think we need to really ask those hard questions of ourselves. You know, you just said something that made me think of a passage of scripture we recently reflected on in our Praying Matthew online Bible study group. And it's Matthew 4, verses 23 through 25. And it's a great summary statement of what Jesus was about and surely what we who follow him should also be about Do you think we have time for me to read this? Oh, sure. Go right ahead. Okay. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. So his fame spread. And the text goes on to describe his huge popularity in Galilee. And you mentioned that we ought to be about what Jesus was about. Well, in these verses, what was he about? He was about teaching. He was about proclaiming the good news of the reign of God. He was about healing people of every disease. So we should be about teaching and speaking and serving people as much as we can. Great passage. I love that summary of Jesus's ministry. Well, I guess it's time for us to exit. We'll plan to be back with another episode in this series. You know, I think for our next episode, we'll talk about the willingness to change 
Okay. And and the willingness to innovate as identifiers of church health. Does that mean we have to do it different? Oh. <laughs> we might have to consider some new ideas for reaching people today. I said I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> we will plan to revisit our church health assessment tool and we'll talk about those key identifiers of church health and growth. And by the way, if you haven't yet downloaded the entire assessment tool, you know you may just go to our website, effectivechurchleaders.com, and follow the prompts on the home page. Meanwhile, please plan to join us in a couple of weeks for another episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we try to help church leaders make and grow followers of Jesus. How? In this case, by leading healthy churches. God bless you all.